Hello and welcome to my podcast. I'm Sades and I'm here to walk you through the many escapades of my life. I believe everyone has a story to share and that every story is worth telling, which is why I made this podcast. I want to thank you for listening and I hope you enjoy. Hello, 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 and welcome to today's episode. So today I'm going to talk about April, which is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. So I really wanted to talk about different things about sexual assault, raising awareness around topics about it, and things like that. So first of all, I will talk about I'll be sharing different posts that I found on Instagram, different like infographics and stuff like that because this is a really sensitive topic for me and I just don't have the words and other people do sometimes. So um, let's get started. So what sexual assault looks like. It can be any form of sexual behavior that occurs without explicit consent from both parties. Different forms can include rape, groping, catcalling, sexual coercion, drug-facilitated sexual assault, sending sexual pictures or videos without consent, and any other unwanted physical touch or violations. It's important to be informed that sexual assault is any type of non-consensual sexual contact. It can be literally anything from like certain verbal comments to unsolicited pictures to rape. And it can have severely negative effects on the emotional and mental health of victims. And it needs to be taken seriously no matter what form that it's received. As I mentioned, any form can have a serious impact on a person and can result in a lot of trauma and there are different reactions to acts and each person is different. Some feelings that can come from it, though, are denial, uh, feeling shame and guilt, losing trust, isolating yourself, amnesia, anxiety, mood swings, flashbacks and PTSD, dissociation from the body, constantly feeling unsafe, sleep, and eating disturbances. And it doesn't matter how long ago these acts happened, You can still, I mean, it's never something, at least in my experience, that you can completely get over and it can kind of just come out of nowhere. I mean, healing is a journey and a process and I don't ever think that it's definite and I think that some things can trigger you out of nowhere. Sometimes you just think of certain things experiences that you've had in the past and it can result in nightmares and flashbacks and 
all kinds of things. It can make it difficult to trust other people in your life and people turn to harmful coping mechanisms through it all the time. And this post that I saw on Instagram shared different stories of others, which I'm not going to read those per se for this episode, but I really liked that they had, um, it says, we asked, what is one piece of encouragement you want to give others who are also victims of sexual assault? And I'm going to read those off right now. And the post I found this from is 626 Speak Out. So here are some of the different encouragements. Your body is beautiful and it belongs to you, no one else. You are strong enough to move past this. What happened does not in any way define you or take away from how amazing you are. It's not your fault. You'll get through it. People might tell you to get over it and move on, but do it at your own pace. Therapy and professional help are there if you need it. You don't have to deal with it on your own. I just want them to know how proud of them I am. They are all so strong and can promise that we'll get through this together. There's always someone who cares and wants to help. I was told that it was okay because all couples do this. It's normal. Don't be gaslighted or told how to feel. If you feel uncomfortable, then you are. Don't brush it off or feel like you're overreacting just because they're close to you or they told you so. So those were the different encouragements and then there are also resources from this post that I want to share just so I don't forget to. So the hotlines, the National Sexual Assault Hotline is 1-800-656-4673. They also have a hotline online at hotline.rainn.org slash online and that is just a few of the resources that are available. I'm usually good with expressing myself with my words and writing them or typing them, but for this topic, it's something, like I said, that is very difficult for me to talk about, and I just felt like it's something that I needed to talk about. I actually did a photo series and posted it on my Instagram and my photography Instagram. And I did pictures so I could say more than I could verbalize. And I really felt like because I've really gotten into photography, I wanted it to be impactful and powerful and to send in a message because photography can convey the deepest of feelings without having to say anything at all and with all the heavy emotions that come with it like I said I just I just knew that I wanted to share somewhat of a story and advocate and spread awareness because I'm tired of 
being silent and I made this podcast so I could be brave and vulnerable and real with everybody and I just felt it would be almost a disservice not to and I'm not completely ready to share my story on my different experiences but I just want to share that I am always here if anybody wants to reach out to me because I am a survivor and I made these pictures I put sexual assault awareness month on my hand and me too on my face and lipstick and to believe survivors on my hands and it just felt so amazing to kind of like take over the narrative and just be able to share that with other people because I even told my husband after I posted I was like I'm so scared that I posted this maybe I shouldn't have and stuff like that and he was like you never know who needed to see that and who that really resonated with and I just want people to know that you aren't alone and it happens to more people than you think like I said any of those forms earlier it happens every day and I'm actually going to go over statistics in a minute but it's something serious and that needs to be talked about because it's so taboo and <laughs> nobody talks about it but it happens to so many people and that's completely okay. You don't need to share your story with anybody if you're not comfortable and you deal with it how you will. But it's just there's so much that gets glossed over and that people get away with. And I really am passionate and want to advocate for this movement. And I mentioned I put Me Too on my face. Um, for the pictures and if you aren't sure what the Me Too movement is or if you need a refresher it focuses on the experiences of sexual violence survivors and sexual harassment and sexual assault impact on people every day and it's where people are sharing their own experiences and their stories just to show how common that sexual harassment and sexual assault really is. Also, two resources that I'm going to be reading statistics off from is the RAINN.org website, which is the nation's largest anti-sexual violence organization. And there's also the NSVRC.org website, which is the National Sexual Violence Resource Center. So I'm going to read some of the statistics from the RAINN website. Every 73 seconds, another American is sexually assaulted. One out of every six American women has been the victim of an attempted or completed rape in her lifetime. About 3% of American men, or 1 in 33, have experienced an attempted or completed rape in their lifetime. From 2009 to 2013, Child Protective Services agencies found strong evidence to indicate that 63,000 children a year were victims of sexual assault. 
A majority of child victims are 12 to 17. Of victims under the age of 18, 34% of victims of sexual assault and rape are under 12, and 66% of victims of sexual assault and rape are 12 to 17. Nine out of every 10 victims of rape are female. Something else, a statistic that doesn't really get talked about a lot either, is um, 80,600 inmates were sexually assaulted or raped each year. A majority of sexual assaults occur at or near the victim's home. 55% are at or near the victim's home. 15% are in an open public place. 12 are at or near a relative's home. 10% are in an enclosed but public area like a parking lot or garage, and 8% are on school property. Ages 12 to 34 are the highest risk years for rape and sexual assault. And 94% of women who are raped experience symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder during the first two weeks following the rape. 33% of women who are raped contemplate suicide. 38% of victims of sexual violence experience work or school troubles, which can include significant problems with their boss, coworker, or peer. 37% experience family or friend problems. Getting into arguments more frequently than before, not feeling able to trust their family and friends, and not feeling as close to them as they were before the crime. 79% of survivors who were victimized by a family member, close friend, or acquaintance experience professional or emotional issues, including moderate to severe distress or increased problems at school or work. Now I'm going to read a few from the NSVRC website. More than half of female victims of rape reported being raped by an intimate partner and 40.8% by an acquaintance. For male victims, more than half reported being raped by an acquaintance and 15.1% by a stranger. In 2017, 40% of rapes and sexual assaults were reported to police, but only 25% were reported to police in 2018. I also found some statistics on sexual harassment on the NPR website that a survey was done. Um, more than three out of four women have been verbally harassed. Over 50% had unwelcome sexual touching. 41% cybersexual harassment. 34% being physically followed. 30% unwanted genital flashing. So now I'm going to talk about how to support survivors of sexual violence whether it's sexual assault or sexual harassment. The first thing to do is to believe them. When someone discloses to you that they are a survivor of sexual violence and they share their story with you, it is crucial that you validate their experience and their feelings. It's more likely than not that you are the first person they're sharing this with and how you respond could potentially decide if they share or seek further support or resources from others and how they sit with their feelings and trauma around it after your conversation. It's important to validate them. Verbal validation communicates to the person that you do believe them and it affirms that you are a safe person to disclose this trauma to. 
different verbal validation can sound like, I'm sorry you had to experience this. I believe you. This was not your fault. You did not deserve this. That must have been so terrifying. Your feelings are valid and you aren't overreacting. And it's important to support them. And to make sure that you're supporting them the most effective and compassionate way possible is to ask them how they need support. So that can sound like, what can I do to support you right now? How would you like to be supported right now? What would be most helpful to you right now? And I want to support you and be here for you in whatever way is most helpful. What can I do? The next way to to support is to restore choices. When a person experiences sexual violence, they experience a loss of control over their body and their choices because there is a clear lack of consent. Supporting them in their healing process includes helping them restore their right to make their own choices, both in relation to their trauma and in everyday life. Restoring choices can sound like, would you like me to help you find a professional, for example, an advocate or a therapist to process this with? Do you want to report this and press charges? What would you like to do right now? What would bring you comfort? Providing emotional support for people who have experienced sexual violence, especially people that you are close to, can also take a toll on your own mental health. So you need to make sure you're actively taking steps to take care of yourself and engage in self-care. If you need to see a professional to process your feelings, then reach out to the different resources. And I got these from Self Care with Shauna on Instagram. And I'm obviously sharing things that I fully support and believe in. And like I said, sometimes people just say things better than we can. And I really wanted to make this episode because it's important. And I want to give as many um, helpful support ways and statistics and awareness on this topic as possible so it's also important to actively listen this isn't the time for any commentary correction or suggestions you just want to make them feel heard it's understandable to want to take action but it's ultimately their decision allow them to have their own space to make their own choices and don't ever pressure them to do something that they don't want to if they aren't comfortable with reporting then don't push it and it is never the survivor's fault so make sure that you explicitly make it clear to them when you're talking to not assign the blame to them and understand that every person has a different recovery and As I mentioned earlier, it's not linear and it's not always what you think it'll look like or what you think it should be. It's important that you as a supporter is accepting them no matter what. And intimacy can look very different after sexual assault for different people in different ways. Past sexual trauma impacts a person's view and relationship with sex. Sometimes, even if they are having sex now in a healthy, secure relationship, there can be different trauma triggers or terror or confusion around sex. No matter what shame or pain 
that they endure, it's still possible to heal and move forward and to find a healthy relationship with sex and with other people. An important thing that may be helpful is to share your story and experience with your partner to build trust. But if you don't feel comfortable discussing the details, you can just say something like, this is something that happened to me. And set a goal to work towards during sex, like trying to get comfortable just being undressed and stuff like that. I'm also getting these resources on intimacy after sexual assault from the Nice for What Movement page on Instagram. Work out what feels good for you while being patient with your body. Everyone heals from trauma differently. Recognize that there is no pressure to have sex and that your healing journey is your own. And Nice For What also has a website, niceforwhat.org. Trauma is deeply personal and so is healing. So again, don't try to assume what's best for a survivor. And different things that don't invalidate sexual assault is if they were scared of saying no, what they were wearing, if they were in a relationship with the person, if they were pressured into it, what they were drinking, and if they froze instead of fighting. And lastly, I want to share this post from, it says, NCCASA. Consent isn't always sexual. It's important to ask for consent for all things. So I think this is something really important to start even with children and beyond. And I wish it's something that I would have been taught more and I've become really more aware about this. But consent for all things like, can I pet your dog or cat or animal or whatever? Can I give you a hug? Can I sit here? For pregnant women, ask if you can feel their stomach. Can I tag you in my photo? Are you okay if we go here for these plants? And how to an handle no as an answer. Accept the answer and move on. Do not pressure them to change their answer. It's okay to feel disappointed with no answer, but always remember that respecting boundaries is the right thing to do. The person who told you no isn't responsible for helping you process with that disappointment. Silence is also not consent. And no means no. And as I mentioned in my episode about saying no, you don't owe anybody an explanation. Your feelings are valid simply because you feel them. And ways to heart stealing from healing from trauma is to spend time with and connect with people who make you feel um, safe and seen. To consider joining a support group for survivors. To take care of yourself physically by eating, exercising, and getting enough sleep. Reconnect with your body through deep breathing and meditation. Engage in activities that you used to enjoy as a child. Write a letter to yourself validating your experiences. Acknowledge your feelings of shame, helplessness, self-blame, and lovingly release these emotions. Journal to understand and work through your thoughts and emotions. 
And honestly, there's countless reasons why people may not report either sexual harassment or sexual assault. And you should never ask somebody why they didn't. It's their own decision. And like I said, you should allow them to have that decision for themselves after they had to experience something that they had no control over. And blaming the victim has become so normalized that people can slip into the cycle of victim blaming without even realizing it. And people really need to be aware that they're doing it in the first place and it's important to call them out on it. And try giving them an alternative perspective so they can come to realization on their own of how their thinking patterns might be limited because... If you just say stop victim blaming, they might just get defensive and say they're not. And if you hear someone commenting on what a victim was wearing or how much they were drinking or anything like that, even a simple response like saying that doesn't matter, it's not their fault, or the only person to blame is the perpetrator, that will help enforce the fact that it wasn't and never is the victim's fault. I can and will probably do an episode on rape culture in general and when I'm ready to share my experiences with this topic I definitely will like I said I made this podcast so I could make a difference and I could help somebody even if it was just one person by sharing what I've gone through because other people have too and I just really want to make this a safe place for anybody so like I said you can reach out to me I posted the other day um, information about denim day which was yesterday April 28th um, a movement to stop victim blaming and it was to encourage people to wear jeans because um, a conviction was overturned because the girl was wearing tight jeans and the Italian parliament felt that she had to have helped take them off so essentially blaming her and it does not matter what anybody is wearing or if they are intoxicated or anything at any point they can say no and they can remove their consent and that's that there's no excuse for sexual harassment or sexual assault so you did not deserve what happened to you and none of it was your fault do not blame yourself and whatever you need to tell someone you can tell them when you need to tell them it's completely up to you speaking from experience I feel telling people that I absolutely trust on my own time was what I needed because it's just so much of a burden to carry on your own and if somebody discloses to you you need to remain um, maintain the confidentiality and listen without judgment and it is still assault if someone agreed to go home with them if it took them a long time to understand what happened if they were drunk or high if they said yes and changed their mind if they were aroused 
if they blame themselves, if they didn't report it, if they were nice to their attacker after, if they didn't know it was assault at the time, if they were made to say yes, if they love their attacker, if they don't remember what happened, and if they didn't tell anyone. Like I said, there are so many reasons why people don't report. And just remember, it's not their fault. And if you've experienced this, it's not your fault. And you didn't do anything to deserve this. Blame is such a common feeling afterwards. And often... Even I need a reminder um, of not to place blame onto myself. And having these hard conversations is, I feel, part of what causes things to change. So when people talk about it, when people are held accountable, when people are shown how alone they really aren't, um, just makes all the difference so that is all I'm going to share today on this topic and on this episode I really wanted to like I said talk about uh, sexual assault awareness during the month dedicated to it and I hope that this episode was helpful in any way for yourself or somebody that you know or in the future if somebody discloses to you or in general, just so you know how to be a part of the change and make a difference and spread awareness and have those resources available to anybody who may need them. Um, and I really want to thank you for listening. And I hope that this episode has made a difference to anybody um please share it and let me know if you need me to provide any of the resources that I mentioned before and that's all for this episode thank you I hope you enjoyed today's episode if you liked it feel free to rate and review on the app Subscribe if you want to catch new episodes as they're released. I appreciate you tons. Bye!